Hi guys, it's Eric RPG and I've got another review for you. And this time it is Momodora Moonlit for Oil, which is the fifth Momodora game in the series that has been going on for 14 years. And it is supposedly the final. I mean, it's the final one in the stories featuring Momo and Dora, the two characters that form the title of the series. Um chronologically it is it's taking place after Momodora 3 because Momodora 4 is something of a prequel because it features the ancestor of Momo um, because her last name is Reynal and you play as Kaho Reynal and the story this time is about um, trying to stop warring gods from from their struggle um, destroying the planet. And the only reason why they're even fighting in the first place is because they woke up from their slumber because some demons um, tried waking them up. Well, it's more like they woke one of them up and the other one woke up in response to that. But, um, anyways, it's got more of a coherent story compared to the other ones because you're not piecing bits and pieces together because um, the Momodora games have typically um, been light on actual story and more focused on gameplay. But I think um, Dark Souls had an inspiration on uh, Reverie in the Moonlight's uh, approach to story and even more so with Minoria, the game that came out before this, which is a spin-off, which may or may not be related and be set in the same universe and maybe takes place like even eons before the Momodora series proper begins. And um if you haven't played Momodora one or two or three, um one and two are on itch.io. You can't play them on consoles. But um they're, they're a little bit rough. The character sprite's a lot smaller. And I'd love to see remakes of 1 through 3, because even though 3 is on Steam and you can play that, it's also not available on consoles. And it's also rough. But um, it plays much more like Reverie and this game in Minoria do, which is a proper Metroidvania type of deal. But uh, Momodora 3 in particular feels more like a level structure with some exploration. And you could always just go back to an older area and replay through those to find extra secrets. Um, because the levels themselves aren't that big. But um, there are a couple in quality of life improvements to the game. Such as uh, the new sigil system, which basically are this game's version of accessories. You can only equip to two at by default, but you can increase that up to five. And that's actually kind of one of the more sore points I have because um, unless you're really looking to find all the secrets in the game, you're probably going to be stuck with only two of them. And some of those accessories feel like those are should have been quality of life features that were just a part of the game to begin with because now you have to sacrifice a slot to use those. Um, like, I think the card that uh, 
basically reduces your HP to 1 to force you into a meta run of game for challenge's sake. Um, to do a no-hit uh, run, basically. Because uh, if you take a hit, you die. Because you're only stuck at 1 HP. But um, that should have been a difficulty option or a gameplay mode. But I guess the way they have it set up this way, because there's also another card that increases the amount of damage you've done with the lower health you have. So if your health is already at, at like permanently stuck at 1, um, then you're going to get a damage boost anyway. But um, still, it's like it could have been an option and you could have just used that one thing instead of using both things. Just a thought. Um, but um, the game still has no voice acting. But um, that's fine. Um, at least the text is legible. Um, I kind of wish there was an option to make it even bigger, though. Because while the text size is adequate for me, it might not be for others. Um, other quality of life features would probably be uh, the fact that um, you do get a fast travel system, but I kind of wish they had implemented it a bit sooner because by the time you unlock it, um, you're nearing the end of the game anyway. But, um, and I kind of wish that each of the checkpoint areas of the game you could warp to instead of just special designated ones. But at least there's enough for them to go around, which just doesn't make it too much of a problem because these areas themselves aren't particularly large but getting from one place to another in the very beginning of the game can be difficult if you want to go back and look for something because then you're gonna have to go through several rooms but again it's not too big of a deal because just like reverie under the moonlight these areas are smaller compared to a metroidvania like Castlevania Symphony of Night, which is a really big game. Not, and not nearly, nearly as big as something like Order of Ecclesia, which is much bigger. Um, but, uh... The story, like I said, it's much more coherent, but, um... The environments are a bit more interesting and varied compared to Reverie, which is just constantly gloomy but um it's still got a bit of tone of darkness to it because there's some areas that are pretty messed up and including going to the demon frontier which is completely in dark and while you do have some amount of light sources and there's an item that actually makes that even better um it's a, it's a nice, fun little challenge that it doesn't ever truly become better. It's not so dark that you can't see, but dark enough to make you want to be careful how you tread. Um, but uh, another quality of life change would be the fact that uh, they got rid of the rewards for uh, defeating a boss without getting hit. Because that was a feature that most of the Mormon Dora games have where you earn like an accessory that like would help you in some way. But um, 
Instead, what the game does have is challenge rooms, which will usually reveal a sigil or something. Um, so it takes up the frustration of having to no-hit all the bosses to get extra stuff. So if you're an achievement hunter, that'll probably be a relief to you. But um, the music is... I won't say it's nothing to write home about. It's well done, but like... You don't play Momodora games for the soundtrack, because most of the soundtrack is atmospheric rather than anything else. But there are, um, the compositions themselves are nice. But um, I really enjoyed my time with this game, and if you're a fan of Metroidvanias and um, you're trying to kill time until you can afford to pick up the newest Prisha game or your your morally opposed to supporting Ubisoft and you don't want to give them money until at least the game goes on a reasonable sale at a used game store so you don't have to pay the developer directly or publisher directly because the developers already have paid um, but whatever um, it's not an alternative because it doesn't quite play the same way but um, it does give you the ability to scratch that Metroidvania itch you should check out all the Mobador games, but especially this one, because this is what the reviews about. But um, with that, I'm going to give this game an eight and a half. I kind of wish the those some of those things that I mentioned earlier were in the game, and you didn't have to... You, there were either more sigil slots you could get earlier, or more in general, or some of those... Uh, items or sigil cards being actual options in the game but uh that's the only thing that really brings the game down for me but uh other than that uh that's all i have for you guys today so see you guys later next time bye bye